Hi everyone, this is Krista Brown. Welcome to the Choice to Be Happy podcast. Real people, real stories. Today's first guest is Annie Vong. I first met Annie back in the winter of 2013 when I first moved to Massachusetts after graduating from Longwood University in Farmville, Virginia. Annie, I'm gonna read your bio real quick for everyone. Great, thank you. <laughs> My guest, Annie Vong, is the owner of Humanity Boutique located in Lowell, Massachusetts. Annie came to the United States from Cambodia as a refugee when she was a few weeks old. She's inspired by the beauty of everyday life, the places she travels to, and the people she meets. Annie has worked in the customer service and fashion industry for over 12 years, and her passion only continues to grow. She is currently the owner of Humanity Boutique, located in downtown Lowell, Massachusetts, which she acquired in 2014. Since taking ownership, she has grown her customer base and revenues by collaborating with local and statewide photographers, bloggers, vendors, and other small businesses through pop-up shops and photo shoots. She's a member of the Middlesex Community College Fashion Merchandising Advisory Board and is very involved in her community and is happy to be a positive representation of Lowell. Welcome, Annie. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Krista, and that wonderful uh, intro and bio. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. <laughs> um, so when I first met you, it may have, must have been like the winter of 2013. Oh, it was in the dead of winter. I remember <laughs> that day you walked in, it was freezing, and you asked me if we sold any winter jackets or winter coats. Mm. And um, I didn't mean to help but laugh a little <laughs> because I really thought to myself, she must not be from around here. Um, and you weren't. You were from Virginia. You yeah. From the South. And um, so as I say, the rest is history. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just a side piece for some people that don't know, you and I are friends. You've been such a, a role model for me. You've always given me encouragement. Um, just helped me navigate life. You've always been there for advice for me and really pushed me to go after my dreams, which is this, this podcast, which we talked about for a really long time. So for a lot of people that may not know, this has been a dream of mine for a really long time. I'd say since you took over with humanity. So like four or three years now. Yeah, yes. Um, I'm just really excited because I think, when I think about podcasts, they usually have famous people. They usually have people who um, are really skilled in a certain area and kind of already have a platform, a huge platform. Mm -hmm. And for me, I really see this as a, a way that we can highlight people in the community and people who have a story to share that may not be the typical you know, story. Absolutely, I, I remember you coming up to me years ago, we were walking around downtown after you we both got out of work and we just kept kind of almost walking around in circles around the same streets just because <laughs> we were so engaged in our conversation. And then that's the first time you had mentioned that you have this great idea where you want to um, start a, a video log of some sort or sort of like interviews where you're asked, talking to people and having them share stories about their triumphs, their challenges and just anything they want to talk about. And you know you want to provide a voice for those that don't have a platform to do so. And I just thought this was such a great idea because what makes a community are the people in the community, yes. right? And you know, just I would love for me. I love hearing stories. I love sharing stories. I feel like that's how we grow, and that's how um, we sort of become better people because we're learning 
through other people's experiences. And I remember I was so excited about this and you were just very unsure because you you know you didn't have the equipment, you didn't know where to start. Yeah. Uh you didn't know where to go with it and I remember saying, "You know what, Krista? This is the time. You just need to do it now. Like you just need to do it." And and now years later we're sitting here. Yes. And you know just thinking about that day, it's and being here, being your first guest, I'm truly honored. And I'm just so proud of you. <laughs> Honestly, you. you know, like both of us have gone through these journeys, these sort of parallel journeys, but mm. within our own dreams, our own challenges. Yes. And we're still here. And now we're, you know, really working on this together. And you've also supported me so much throughout my humanity experience. And I'm just very grateful for you. Thank you. And Thank I'm you. so glad you're doing this because... There are so many great people out there that has amazing stories to share and we just need to learn from it and grow from it. Thank you. So back to you. What what brought you and your family to Lowell? So uh, in the late 70s, there was um, a, a war in Cambodia. And so um, my family had escaped from Cambodia to Thailand. And uh, early 80s, my sister and I was born in a refugee camp. And so, you know, my family was seeking a better life and wanting a better future for themselves and for my sister and I. And so we were sponsored by a wonderful family in Massachusetts. And so a few weeks after I was born, um, we took off for America, you know, and seeking out the American dream. And, and this is what brought us to the U.S. And then finally we settled in Lowell. And so growing up in the U.S., I'm always reminded of the hardships that my parents faced coming here when they first came here. And, you know, they really, really, really went through a lot and they made it so easy where I didn't have to go through what they went through. And I will never know what they went through. I can only imagine it, you know, and and I also would like to share the fact that I grew up in a single parent home, you know, um, when I was four years old my father um, was taken away from us. It, you know, it, it was a racially motivated act of violence. And, you know, again, my mom's world completely turned upside down again. So now she's facing coming to a brand new country, not having most family, and now losing pretty much the love of her life, someone that she leaned on. And so my story is more about my mom. She is the one that came triumph throughout of all this. She showed my sister and I what, sorry, what it um, means to deciding to choose a better life despite anything that you went through. And, and I see this from her. I am this person because of her. I've become who I am because of her. Everything about me is because of my mom, honestly. And, you know, of course, with the guidance of my father, uh, so growing up with my journey and, and where I am right now in my life, I have so much compassion for so many people. I, I love hearing stories. People share intimate stories with me at the store. And, and I take those stories and I take it with me and I carry that with me. And, and I grow from it. I learn from it. And this really shaped who I am today, you know. And I don't... I don't walk around thinking that the world owes me anything. I walk around wanting to be part of having the world 
evolve and progress and move from it. You know, you you need to decide. You know, my mom showed me. You decide whether or not when something tragic happens to you, you're either going to fold and give up, or you're gonna take flight and grow from it and move. This is what this woman did. She did all of this, and I am very grateful for my mother completely it, it is all her thank you for sharing that thank you for allowing me to share this and i'm sorry i, I of course i got really emotional um but you know this this is this is the stories that people have so how early did your love of fashion <laughs> start <laughs> so it's funny i i, I tell there's a story um I can go all the way back to really before I was 10 years old. I loved playing with Barbie dolls. Um, <laughs> I had stuffed animals. I had all of that. And for me, those were my friends and my family where I remember in my bedroom, I would play with them. I had old clothes that got dirty. I would cut up my clothes <laughs> and I would just sew it to fit my Barbie dolls and put safety pins into it, whatever. So. Um, I don't know, for me, like that was like a point in my life where I thought, oh, I love putting clothes on into my Barbie dolls and this is really fun changing outfits for them because, you know, they'll be having breakfast and then they'll be going out to the beach and then I'll put them in a different clothes. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know what I was thinking, but, um, and then also, uh, my closet, I rearranged it into either colors mm. Or categories, pants, tops, wow. um, skirts, or by, I guess, where I would wear things to. And this is when I was really, really young. And, and I don't know, I just, I just, um, I just loved, I just loved fashion and style. And, 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 uh, and as I got older, um, being exposed to more of city life, you know, Boston and having family in the Bay Area, California, I went there quite often. And then that exposed me to more different styles and culture. New York City, wherever I traveled to, I just, I just loved looking at what people were wearing and, and how the woman was wearing these clothes and how she walked and how she presented herself. And even when you know, just sit, I just like to people watch, I guess. <laughs> me too. <laughs> in a non creepy way. So you had that love of fashion from a really young age. What made you kind of take that leap and start, you know, seeking jobs in that industry? What was that like? What was like your first job you had in fashion? My first job in fashion was at Giovanni's Trends with Greg Harding right in downtown Lowell. Uh, I didn't start off in fashion. I did start off in sort of retail and customer service. Okay. Uh, I also knew that I can't do a an office job. Um, I I just I just like to be out there and talking to people and making conversations and also with that I loved working in fashion so it only made sense that I went into retail. But also um, I felt like I was wasn't good at anything else. I felt like I had no talent. I don't know what I was good at. I just knew that I love clothes and I love talking to people. <laughs> right? So it brought me there. Yeah. And, and so, I don't know, it just all kind of started and, and, and still with traveling around and, and just with all the different fashion trends every year, 
I remember throughout high school, I think every year in high school, I had a different style. It was just so weird. Uh, but but it was fun. I feel like you shouldn't stick to one type of style. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you should just have fun and explore. But it doesn't take away who you are. It's not like I was trying to be someone that I wasn't. Mm. It's just I just want to get a feel for these clothes and 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 see how it made me felt when I wear it. And if it doesn't work out for me, then it's like okay, this is not me. Mm. So slowly, I developed into my own style. And um, and then you know, working at Giovanni's Trends, it was very sort of streetwear and hip hop and all that stuff. So I loved a lot of street clothing. And during that time, my mid twenties, mid two thousands. I just became obsessed with coloring my hair. My <laughs> hairstylist was in Boston at that time, and uh, we would. She would be like, "Hey, let's let's just color your hair pink." So I had pink hair, I had white hair, I had crazy hair color, and um, I just had a colorful personality, I guess. Mm. When people would tell me on the exterior and maybe interior too, but I wore a lot of bright clothing and stuff. And so you know, just like looking back as I got older different phases in my life, different ages in my life, who I was with, who I was working with, where I was traveling to, how shaped what I was wearing during that time. And then as I got older, my style changed, which your style should definitely change. Mm. You still can't be who you are 10 years ago, you know, yeah, inside and out. So everything really shaped me into now. And then now as I have my own business, I feel like I've matured just a little. Although I still don't know how a 36-year-old should be dressed, you know? <laughs> uh, but it's just like the styles changed over the years. I myself has grown over the years, uh, but it coincides with each other. And so how was, how was that jump for you? Because you went to doing retail at Giovanni Trends, not being the owner, um, and then transitioning to a boutique a few doors down <laughs> where it's all on you. What was that like? Uh, very overwhelming I felt a lot of pressure but you know I I had a lot of great people around me um like Greg Harding he helped shaped me and he taught me a lot what I know um how to be a business owner and then Frankie the founder of Humanity she has helped me a lot too I've had a lot of mentors within the city that gave me a lot of advice and you were never prepared to become a business owner Mm. but you know for me I didn't have an education background in business all I had was experience yeah that is what I had but you know maybe sometimes experience outweighs a lot of the education Mm -hmm. although you know I wish that I maybe was able to take in a few classes on business before jumping into it uh, but the transition, the transition, I will say, was only smooth because I had a lot of help. Yeah. I had a ton of help, and I'm so grateful for that. But then when I'm left on my own, it's like, oh, here you go. Here's the keys. Uh, here's the store. You know. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, so... It's been a quite a journey. Mm. It's, it's, your lifestyle completely changes. You're, you, you don't you don't get that fixed income that comes in. You know, most business owners, they still don't get paid. Mm. I still haven't gotten paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? And people think I'm like rich or whatnot. No, no, that, that, that's not the truth into having your own business. You are there day in, day out. Even if you're not physically there, you're working on it. You're working mm. on your business plan. You're working on to seek out 
um, how to get more people in, creative ways to to draw people coming in, your outreach and all of that stuff. Mm. You're always thinking of creative ways. So as a business owner, your experience, Humanity Boutique is, that is your source of income. That is your only way that you are living. Yes, that is my one and only way of living. And so um, I need to make that bottom line. <laughs> you know, I need to make that bottom line. If I don't make it, then I need to figure out ways how to make it. I need to make sure I'm always hustling and grinding and throughout the years I haven't been able to participate or join in a lot of activities that my friends and family did mm. because I all my attention had to be for the store and it's it's been hard adjusting to a different lifestyle but but this is the path that I chose yeah and I've struggled with that for a very very long time you know they always say the whole you know work-life balance yeah who really has it together please <laughs> and if you do please like contact me because i want to know who has it all together mm. i try really hard and and over the years i've i've just it, I, you become isolated you know you become really isolated because you don't want to burden other people with your problems with work and also you just sometimes i come into this place where I feel very alone and very thinking very like, what am I doing? Yeah. How did I ever think that this would ever really happen or making it successful and the self doubts all comes through all of that. And then, you know, and then I pick myself back up a day or two later and I remind, you know, I remember that I'm surrounded by really great people. You do stay grounded with the friends and family and the people that you meet through work that helps you and reminds you every day. And I, I will also say, I think for friends and customers, one of the things that's so refreshing about you is your honesty and your, you're just very genuine. So if somebody is coming in for clothing and you don't think it looks good on them, you'll tell them, even if it's from your own boutique. Um, yeah. And I think your realness is really something that I think has been able to have you in business for such a long time since you started in what, 2014? 2014. Yeah. 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 So it's funny that you bring that up because I feel like Melissa and I, Melissa is my right hand woman at Humanity. We feel like we're the worst salespeople ever because <laughs> we will convince you not to buy something uh, because we... As a woman, we know how it is. We want to feel great in what we wear. We want to feel confident. Above all, you need to feel confident and comfortable. Mm. So that's our motto. It's like, if you don't feel confident and comfortable in what you put in with our clothes, then you shouldn't buy it yeah. at all. And we're not brutally honest, but we are honest. We will let you know like, okay, well, if it's not fitting you right and you're not feeling great in it then then don't let's put let's try something on let's do something else let's put something on you um most of the time we know as soon as someone walks out of the dressing room and they have a huge smile we know that's the winner mm. and then other times they'll walk out and they're like oh annie what do you think about this that's when it's like okay now i have to come in and help you maybe help you mold how you see yourself because maybe this is something that you never thought you could wear but you can or it's something that you hope to wear, but it's not fitting you right. Mm. So we're here to 
help you figure that out. What do you think from your experience? Um, what is the key article of clothing that you think every woman needs, should have to feel good? Okay, so um, speaking from experience, of course, to be honest, it is confidence. Mm. It is absolutely confidence. You may have a really crappy day. You may feel bloated. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you may just feel very not not really well or great that day. But then once you put on something, if you can just exude that confidence, it will just your day will be a million times better. Mm. It is really confidence. You need to be confident in what you wear and put on. For people out there listening who want to own their own business, maybe retail, what advice do you have for them? What do you wish you knew before owning a business? I wish I took a few business classes before I took over a business. Um, I feel like that's very important. I wish I asked more questions. I wish I seeked out more questions from other small business owners and how their experience was. Uh, I wish that... <laughs> I wish I had more savings. <laughs> uh, you know, all, all those things are great. You know, like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Seek whatever resources your community has, whatever friend that works anywhere in retail or in business whatever it is ask these questions get to know see if you'll see if any universities or colleges or um, just any resources that can provide a short-term uh, business class so your social media is insane is it really yes particularly instagram the instagram stories um, and I've seen it recently, like you're getting way more engaging using like animations and yes. showing your customers wearing your clothes. Yes. How, how do you manage your social media? How did you come up with those ideas? I don't know how I manage it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, when, I, when you were saying this and I said, is it really? I wasn't trying to um, come off, you know, cocky or anything. Mm -hmm. It was really because yes. I don't know. With social media, we know the one thing is to be consistent. You need to be consistent on social media or you will lose the attention and engagement of all your followers. Yeah. Uh, with the animations that we've been doing on our Instagram stories, those are mostly Melissa. She is brilliant. She's great. I love her stories. It's way better than mine. And for our Instagram, I've rebranded it into a, more of a lifestyle. So if you go on our Instagram, at Humanity Style, uh, it's, it will show you women wearing our clothes, traveling, eating breakfast, going to brunch at a bridal shower. They're doing normal everyday thing things and they will either tag us or send us photos. Yes. I'm very, I'm very thankful for all my customers that take out time when they're traveling or at events and they still send me photos. Yeah, it's, you know? it's amazing. Like, you see people, I don't know, in Greece, yes. in Florida. Yeah. Um, and you see the versatility of your clothes because we're in cold New England. Oh, yes. And we usually have to wait until it's warmer to wear warmer things. But right. it's it's so beautiful. Everyone needs to find it on Instagram. She said it's at Humanity Style. 
so good. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, it, it, and, and, and another thing, all the women that you see on our social media are real women. They are our customers. They aren't paid mm. models. They aren't paid bloggers. They aren't. These are the women. They are the faces of humanity. Yes. Yes. They, that's beautiful. Yeah, they, they really are. And again, I'm very um, grateful for everyone sending us photos or, or, or just taking really cool pictures, you know, because it's really also about the cool picture. It is. For the gram. <laughs> and, and also, like, there are times when I would, you know, say have dinner or go out with friends and I'm literally like, hey, I'm putting you in some of my clothes and I'm going to take some cool photos of you and put it up. Mm. And of course, most, most of the time, they're like, yes, of course, because we're all helping each other and they're helping me mostly. And that's good advice for people too, because I think a lot of people who either own their own business or have an idea and think, well, we don't have money for models or whatever, whatever, tap into the people you know already yes. and whatever thing you need, ask people, they'll help you. People will definitely help you. And if they don't, it's okay because there will be someone else that will help you. Mm. You know, it's, it's, you just have to ask. And this is me also reminding myself. I also just need to ask people for help. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we mentioned Instagram, but can you kind of break down everywhere where people can find you online? Okay, yes. Um, although I should be doing a better job <laughs> at most of these platforms. So for Facebook, we are also Humanity Style. And Facebook, you can find a lot of shared events. Um, what other events are in Lowell, we, like, we love to support our community and our fellow friends and business owners. It'll also show you more of um, new products. Mm. It'll give you the style name. It'll give you sizes. And then immediately people can message, screenshot, send me pictures of what they like, what they want. So Facebook is more used for sort of um, what's in the know. Okay. In the know, in the now. So our other platform is our website, humanitystyle.com. We are actually behind the scenes working on an e-commerce, which is an online retail. Oh, that's amazing. We're working on it very slowly, so please continue to be patient. Um, this is a lot of work for us. As you know, it's usually Melissa and I that's really doing this, um, but we're having great help from people with the knowledge and experience. Uh, so our website right now is just kind of a general who we are. We linked our Instagram to it as well. Oh, great. And, um, information. Amazing. So it was so great having you as the first guest of the Choice to Be Happy podcast. I can't tell you. Um, it's an honor for me, honestly. Just so happy. Um, so our last question is, what does choice to be happy mean to you? So for me, um, it's about, you know, a lot of us have encountered certain struggles in our lives where we've had to make a decision and we've had to shift our perspective to be the best self that we could be. So it's not really a choice to smile and kind of like hide your emotions, but it's a choice to kind of look at all angles of a thing and be like, what do I need to think about right now so that I can be the best I can be? So for you, what does that mean? So choice to be happy for me uh, means that you come to look at something and realizing whether or not this thing, this situation, this anything serves any purpose to you. Mm. 
honestly. You have to look at it with real eyes and look at it really raw. Like just, does this serve you? And if it really doesn't, why are you going to hold on to it? Why are you going to weigh yourself down? You know, it's, I know it's also easier said than done, but I'm also speaking from experience. Like you just need to let go of anything that doesn't add to your happiness. Honestly, yes. if you really think about it, sometimes it's really just black and white. Yep. You know, and I understand there's things that are involved to, to making the choice to be happy, but let's just, look at it and say, well, this doesn't serve me anything anymore. Goodbye. Yep. You know, it's, it's choice to be happy for me is really realizing that the things that are weighing me down is really going to weigh me down. Yeah. So in order for me to want to achieve happiness, I need to just let those go and move on. You yes. really do have to decide whether or not you want to harbor any sadness or any ill feelings of whatever has happened to you. Mm-hmm. And that's why the word choice is so powerful because a lot of us don't realize how much power we have. That's exactly what it is. It's power. You, you, are, you are responsible for your own life and happiness. And that is very powerful. Yes. Along the way, we do forget that because there's lots of things involved. But if you are sitting outside on a bench and the skies are clear and you're just staring out to the trees and what's in front of you you are yourself you are the powerful being Mm. that decides what really goes on in your life Mm. choice to be happy so i choose to be happy (laughs) thank you so much um for everyone out there if you like what you heard, feel free to email us at choice to be happy podcast at gmail.com. Just remember that the two is the number two and B is the letter B. We are also on Instagram at choice to be happy. We have a website, choice to be happy.com and a Twitter account, choice to be happy. If you have ideas for guests, events that you want to publicize, just email us, let us know. I'm really excited to see this thing grow and see all the stories that need telling. Right, absolutely. Or also, if you would like to be a guest yes, on this, you yes. know, and there's nothing wrong with nominating yourself because yeah. everyone has a story to share mm-hmm. and it's all just beautiful in itself. It's true. So thank you everyone for listening and we'll check you out next time. Yes, thank you everyone. <laughs>